ago times, so it was said, men and the wild had met in council. The king in her lap cooed and gurgled, and tried to use his newfound hands to grasp the spectacular golden fur of the queen's new friend, Flint, who sat with her under the tree. Flint was a clan leader of the Golden Bears, and his presence, as a chieftain of the wild, with the Queen of Alba, who might herself have been styled Queen of Men that summer, marked them as the very centre of the change that rolled outward from them over the Terra Nova. Before them, a young wyvern, head high, crest engorged with blood, spat his protests against the encroachment of the Abbey of Lisson Carrick on the traditional hunting and breeding grounds of his clan. By the Queen, the abbess, Miriam, representative of the abbey, sat with head bowed, quietly translating the wyvern's words. Throughout the meadow that surrounded them was a curious fair, where men sold every product of human hands, from Venetian glass beads and hook-bronze kettles, to the best Etruscan steel crossbows and Alban-made knives and linen woven by women at the very foot of the valley. Merchants from the Antica Terra hawked their wares shamelessly alongside brass-lunged farmwives and local cutlers, cordwainers, and armourers. A tall, handsome man with a travelling forge fitted pre-made Etruscan breastplates to wardens—never call them adversaries, brother—and outwallers who crowded his stall while a squire in the Red Duke's livery sat on a stool and sketched the scene rapidly— his lively charcoal capturing the beauty of the queen, the dignity of Flint, and the intense eagerness of one of Nita Kwan's young warriors to own a hardened steel breastplate, light as air, strong as magic. He negotiated quickly with his hands, offering so much wild honey, so many pelts, and an agreement was reached for the fair at Dawling, two weeks hence, without a word spoken. The smith measured the warrior with a tape of linen and made marks. Adrian Goldsmith tossed his third sketch of the day aside and went on to his fourth, squandering a small fortune in paper because the captain had ordered him to do so. It was, in many ways, the richest scene of human and wild interaction he had ever seen, or thought perhaps he would ever see, and he turned his back on the queen who tended to draw every eye at the best of times, and then, against his will, turned back to her as Blanche, the captain's acknowledged mistress and the queen's handmaiden, leaned forward, her white gold hair catching a ray of sun, her startlingly slender waist hard with muscle under her kirtle, to take the king from his mother's arms and change him into clean linen. The three of them formed something— It lasted only three heartbeats, and Adrian's charcoal fairly flew, capturing Blanche's attention, the Queen's love, the King's fascination, with Blanche's hair. And then, freed of her son's weight, the Queen rolled forward a little and bent her head, speaking quietly to Flint. The great bear raised his head and nodded, slowly, and his muzzle opened and a series of short barks emerged. Bear laughter. The women stood, poised as if for fight or flight, and, perhaps, new to the ways of counsel and conciliation, that is how he saw the proceedings. Now the queen whispered to Miriam, and Miriam nodded.
Then the Duchess Mogan, after the Queen perhaps the most important personage present, rose from her great chair of maplewood and joined in, her bronze and gold beak catching the same ray of sun that had penetrated the leaves to illuminate the light hair of Blanche Gold. The Queen bowed her head graciously to each, and then nodded to the wyvern, stretched her bare feet, and smiled. We find that the Abbey is at fault in encroaching on your lands, Sithenhag. We will not attempt to examine the rights and wrongs. It is clear that these predate human occupation of the fortress. Nor is it the intention of this Tree of Judgment to force the order from the fortress that they have protected so well, most recently, against our common enemy. The wyvern bridled, its head shaking, its great beak opened. But said the queen, as if addressing a favoured suitor.